Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining the live call of Angel Heart Harrison Ministries. You're listening to our opening theme song, Lean On Me, by Bill Withers, because Angel Heart Harrison Ministries wants you to know that you can call on us if you need a friend, if you need prayer, if you need a helping hand. Angel Heart Harrison Ministries is a domestic missionary ministry and a lighthouse of prayer whose focus is outreach to the homeless, brokenhearted, abandoned, abused, sick, rejected, and lost. If you'd like more information on Angel Heart Garrison Ministries, please go to our website at angel-heartgarrisonministries.org. Matthew chapter 25, verses 34 through 36 and 40 says, Come ye, blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was in hunger, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in, naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it also unto me. Hallelujah. This is a vision of Angel Heart Garrison Ministries. I am Apostle Ramona Haswell, and I'm your facilitator for this hour. We're coming to you today with a word of encouragement, a word of peace that passes all understanding, a word of hope and of love to help you build your faith to overcome in victory today. I'd like to welcome each of you to our live prayer call teleconference sponsored by our ministry's Lighthouse of Prayer group through our intercessory prayer, Jamar Warrior Team. As we fast and pray, and I remind you that this call is now being recorded for future reference and may be aired at any time, day, or time on other platforms at our discretion. During this time of Wednesday fasting and prayer, we open this one-hour live prayer call to the public where you can call in and make your prayer request known to us after hearing some faith-filled building teaching first. So remain on the line at the end of the call, and we'll pray for you. We're a global prayer ministry who brings our Wednesday mornings in by touching and agreeing over this world's issues. We pray for this nation and leaders, our soldiers. We pray for marriages, families, our children, and ministries all over this world. 
I invite you to join with us as we fast and pray each Wednesday, as we also pray over your situation, circumstances, and your petitions each and every day. If you need prayer, you can call us on our private prayer line at 619-752-7072. God bless you today. Well, Happy New Year. Today is Wednesday, January 7th, 2015. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Angel Heart Garrison Ministries likes to bring you into the present, the now of faith, each and every Wednesday afternoon, uh, beginning uh, this year, 2015. Uh, We're going to open up with prayer, and then uh, we're going to have a day. we got an hour ahead of us. God bless you. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for bringing us together in 2015. We thank you, Lord God, for those who were able to see the new year, Lord God, come into fruition, Lord God. We've lost some, Lord God, and we pray, Lord God, that they're in your midst even now, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for Jesus and his blood that gave us the opportunity, Lord God, to be with you uh, when we also transition. I thank you, Father, for each and every one on the call. I ask you, Lord God, that their eyes and ears be open, dear Heavenly Father, to hear your still small voice, Lord God, speaking through me, Lord God, that they may get the, the fruit of the word today, Lord God, the meat, the seed, dear Heavenly Father, they need, dear Heavenly Father, to continue on in this January of 2015. I thank you for each and every one on the call, and I ask, Lord God, that this this word today. Bless and keep everyone on the call. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to read to you uh, Nehemiah chapter 9. If you'll turn, I'll give you a moment to turn there if you like. And I just want to thank you once again while you're preparing yourself for being here today. And it reads, in verse 1 through 4, I'm going to read with you. Now in the 20th and 4th day of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting and with sackcloth and earth upon them. And the seed of Israel separated themselves from all strangers and stood and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. And they stood up in their place and read in the book of the law of the Lord their God. One fourth part of the day and another fourth part they confessed and worshipped the Lord their God. Then stood up upon the stairs of the Levites, Yeshua, and Bani, Kadamiel, Shebaniah, Bani, Sherebiah, Bani, and Chenei. And cried with a loud voice unto the Lord their God. I've read to you uh, the Old Testament book of Nehemiah, chapter 9, verses 1 through 4, from the New King James Version. And I'd like to play for you now War Cry, because uh, we are at that point right now that we are crying out. It is wartime. Hallelujah, Lord God.
Well, praise God, praise God. I am prepared. I am prepared. I am prepared. I'm not sure if I'm getting uh, I'm on the line. So I saw someone come on the line and I asked them to call me. Hello? No music, because that's what was on. Okay. Okay, I'm not sure if I'm on, uh, if you can hear me, but it's possible. Told you. <laughs> this is my first time coming back in a while, so um, uh, I'm sorry if you're not hearing uh, anything. Mr. Johnson, can you hear me from California? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, wonderful. Okay, so you've been hearing. Uh, I don't understand why you couldn't hear. I took everybody off mute, so maybe that's the operating God that's getting them to speak more. I'm just going to pick up where we, where we um, are supposed to be right now. We were just listening to um, No Crowd on Michael Safley. I pray, pray to God that you heard it because I was having a good time this morning, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go out to that. I'm just going to go into the announcement right now. Uh, Angel Heart Garrison Ministries uh, is, well, uh, once again, in case you didn't hear me before, good afternoon and happy new year once again. I pray that you transition from 2014 to 2015 swiftly and blessed. And I ask you to stay with us and Better word from the Lord, which will be delivered after the message today. So hang in there with us. I'm going to leave the mute off, but I'm going to ask you to start fixing your own phone so that you are muted on your end and there's no sound. I guess when I muted everybody, I'm coming into a different board. And so when I muted everybody, uh, I'm under the assumption that you can hear anything. So, uh, so I just ask you to stay on the uh, it feels good to be back on this call again. I have missed you, and I missed you for this like, like 2020. <laughs> I had had some medical mountains to overcome in 2014, and I had to step back from my calls. 
I had had a heart attack in January. Uh, I didn't know, I wasn't aware of it until I had a second heart attack in May. And when I went to the hospital in May, they told me that I had had a massive heart attack in January. And I remember when it happened, I was asleep. And I I had a bad dream, and I never had had that. And I had a bad dream, and uh, I was encouraging somebody to hurry up and get away from somebody. They were going to go through a window. And, uh, I, I, you know, all of a sudden my heart just started racing, my heart, and it woke me up. But when I woke up, something went boom in my chest. And um, uh, I couldn't move. And so I couldn't call my husband, and he was snoring. For the first time in, I don't know, years, he was laying there snoring, and I couldn't speak over his snoring. So I couldn't wake him up. I couldn't nudge him. I couldn't do anything. So I said, I think I'm dying. I said, I can't die right now. I can't die like this. And I went to sleep. (laughs) I went to sleep, and when I woke up the next morning, I got up and did what I normally do because there wasn't a day that I can remember that I got up and did anything different. So that was the massive heart attack that I had had in May. And when I had the small heart attack, in, I mean, in, that was with the massive heart attack I had in January. And so when I had the massive heart attack, and the small heart attack in May, the doctors wouldn't let me go home. They said, it's more to it than what we're seeing today. So they ran tests on me and found out that I had had a massive heart attack. So I've been kind of dying out. And the thing is, um, gosh,
thing, and they can't carry nothing with it. So here we go, because I have that word for you a little later.
close out uh, our announcements. I just want you to know, once again, I am so happy to be back. And I hope I'm not wearing myself out. I just want you to just come here today and be blessed by your presence and bless others. I love you, and I hope you can hear what I'm saying. Glory to God. Uh, the music that you're listening to is uh, No Sweeter Name by Carrie Joe. You know I love Carrie Joe. So every once in a while you're going to hear something Carrie. Glory to God. While I'm preparing uh, for the words of the day, uh, I have uh, one other uh, song I'd like to share with you before we uh, go into the word. And if you have your book, if you order the book, um, the truth about fasting and prayer. Uh, you can get ready to open that book, and I'll tell you what page you want on it.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay, I did get some advice. I've turned my speaker on on my phone, so maybe that'll help. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. Well, as you are preparing to hear the prophetic word from the Lord for this year, 2015, I want to take a few minutes to just do a little teaching. Since I don't currently have an assistance, I I have to compromise my virtue and overextend myself in preaching. There's a difference between preaching and teaching. So um, since I don't have the help that I need, I'm just going to teach on fasting and prayer this month. To, to get myself uh, strengthened as I get strengthened, and then I'll come back preaching with you probably in February. Uh, this teaching may help those of who are currently or considering bringing this new year 2015 in with a first fruit offering of fasting and prayer. So I'm using one of my latest books on fasting and prayer released in December 2014, and I encourage you to go to my author website and pick up a copy of The Truth About Fasting and Prayer. As we study from this book during this month as we fast and pray, just go to my personal website, and it's angel-heartgarrisoncollectiveworks.webs, with an S, dot com. And click on that web store on the sidebar, and that will take you to the page where you can make your purchase. First, I want to say that I dedicated this particular book to Sister Giesler Daniels Johnson. Johnson, I'm sorry. Gigi, as we used to call her, is an old high school friend of mine who has come back into my life via Facebook. She's one of our Shamar prayer warriors. Uh, You see why I dedicated this book to her as I refer to her on page 121 of the book. She's a warrior who knows how to fast and pray and get results. Uh, I'm going to address a few issues in my book. And I'm not going to go straight through the book page by page in my teachings on our live prayer call. So I suggest if you want to know all the truths that are listed in that book, that you pick up a copy for yourself. Today and for the next couple of weeks, I'm just going to be thumbing through this book, and we're going to talk just a bit about different areas of fasting, beginning today with reasons for and length of fasting. I just want to uh, give God uh, a little praise, and and, and let's just stop and pray right now. Thank you, Father, for uh, opening ears tonight, Lord God, on this afternoon, Lord God, for opening the ears that the people might hear, Lord God, what is needed, Lord God, that they may, uh, um, uh, uh, what is that word, that they may jump, oh, Lord God, into 2015, Lord God, with exuberance, hallelujah, Lord God, that they may use the word that they hear, Lord God, as a seed, Lord God, oh, Lord God, to advance them and equip them, Lord God, as warriors, Lord God, for prayer is a weapon, Lord God, and I thank you, Lord God, that fasting and prayer will give them ultimate results. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. So please open your Bibles to Romans, uh, New Testament, Romans chapter 11, and I want to read verses 17 through 19 to you today. And it reads, and if some of the branches were broken off, and you being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them, and with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree, do not boast against the branches. 
But if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Hallelujah, Lord God. I've read to you Romans chapter 11, verses 17 through 19, uh, through the New King James Version. In my book, The Truth About Fasting and Prayer, on pages 19 and 21, it tells us that uh, we've been grafted into a covenant that was initially created by God for his chosen people, the Israelites, Uh, all the way back through Abraham. When he was um, uh, showing Abraham, uh, I I would go all the way back to uh, Adam and Eve, when he was teaching them how to uh, do things, uh, teaching them the rituals, teaching them about uh, 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 sacrifices at the same time, that way back then he began speaking on fasting and prayer. Uh, there was a time that because, uh, I would say, Adam and Eve walked with God, and just like with Jesus and the disciples, when, when, they, when he walked with God, there was no need for fasting. But after the sin in the garden, there came a time that uh, they couldn't walk with God like they used to. They were kicked out of the uh, Garden of Eden, and they could, could no longer walk with God. So, therefore, I'm pretty sure they have to fast because fasting uh, uh, brings us to an ultimate place when we pray to receive, to getting results and seeing manifestations of our prayer. Fasting is a culture or tradition implemented by God as an opportunity for his people, Israel, excuse me, to repent, separate themselves, and draw in closer to God. And because of this grafting, that you can read about more further in Romans chapter 11, uh, as we read earlier, and Ephesians 2 and 11, uh, we also are required, excuse me, as the Jews, Israelites, to heed to his will, his laws and traditions that stem back to the Old Testament. And that law goes to Joshua 1 and 8, which reads, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but shall Thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Though we are not nailed to a tree with respect to keeping these laws, uh, and, and the laws I'm talking about uh, take you back to Deuteronomy 28, 29, and 30. And, and and the customs, because of God's grace and mercy and the sacrifice and ransom of us, through the blood of Jesus, we demonstrate our reverence to God when we keep his law. We do it out of respect. We do it out of honor. We do it because he's sovereign and he told us to. Basically, uh, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. And because you're doing what he's telling you to do, then you then you will make your way prosperous and have good success because of that. So we receive the benefits and blessings in our obedience by following his instructions. And though we're no longer under the law, the word of God tells us that he knows that we know him when we keep his commandments. So uh, I know God has his grace, but he has his rules and regulations. And he said he knows that we we... We love him when we keep his commandments. He knows that there. So as you, as we renew our minds in Christ Jesus, let us not conform to the world's way of doing things, but be transformed and prove that 
what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God by heeding to the ways that he taught his chosen. We've got to learn to to give God the honor and respect of the Israelites, uh, his his chosen, his peculiar people uh, uh, gave him. And by renewing our minds, we conform to the grafting in with the Israelites, not only in blessings, but also in obedience. Oh, we, want, we always want to get the blessings, but, if, but he's telling us if we want to get the blessings, then we need to obey his word and live according to the, his laws. We want to claim all the promises of God that he gave to Israel, but until recently we've discarded and disregarded the Jewish tradition along with their calendar. And you know that right now I'm on that Jewish calendar thing uh, because um, it has been realized that this year, I believe it's this year, the Passover on the world calendar comes, uh, the, the crucifixion comes before um, Easter, I guess, resurrection comes before the Passover by the world's calendar. The Jewish calendar is right, but our calendar is wrong. So that should give some people the the mind to go in and do a little bit of research on the things that I'm talking about now. In these last couple of years, I've been talking about the Jewish calendar. I've been talking about um, traditions. Uh, um, just just go back and go to our Facebook page, and you can see uh, what we've been talking about. If you look at in the book, The Truth About Fasting and Prayer, if you go to pages 191 and through 193, you'll see the holidays, the Jewish calendar and the holidays back there. So we celebrate the Jewish New Year last year, the ministry did, Rosh Hashanah, on September 25th, 2014. That's the Jewish New Year. They don't celebrate January 1st as a new year. They celebrate September 25th. So uh, I, I'm honoring them both because I live in this world. So when you live in this world, you got to do, uh, you got to abide by the worldly calendar in a sense. But you give God because God designed this calendar, uh, the Jewish calendar. So you have to give God the honor and begin to look at that calendar and see the significance in it. And uh, there are things that He said to do that He has not taken back just because Jesus came and died and rose again. So uh, if we look at pages in the book, uh, pages 25 through 28, I talk about the spiritual fast. A fast in the spiritual context alludes to the setting aside of food. It's a sustenance as you trust God to miraculously sustain you while you're in his presence and not allowing yourself to be a servant to food. But setting aside food, even the desire to eat and bringing your body into submission to your will and desire to draw in closer to God, not boxed in by time. So you're putting food aside because your your, your greatest desire is to get closer in unto God. And you're not going to get boxed in about what time it is. Is it breakfast time? Is it lunch time? Is it dinner time? You're not boxed in with that. If you're looking at breakfast time and lunch time and dinner time, then you're at work and you're saying, okay, I'm going to take that time. I'm going to use that time for my prayer and devotion time. On the other hand, the focus of fasting is not simply about not eating. It's also about praying while you turn your plate down, recognizing that you're bringing your body into submission to your will, to hear from God, to know his will, to seek his direction, and there's nothing, not even food, your life-sustaining bread that is more important. I've said many times, you can pray without fasting, but you cannot, you cannot fast without praying. Uh, you know that I like uh, Pastor Stovall Wing's 
W-E-E-M-S, uh, Celebration Church in Jacksonville, Florida. I've spoken on him a few times and all the time when I'm uh, teaching ever on fasting and prayer. I speak on him and Jensen Franklin because they both know what a real fast looks like. Anyway, Pastor Cristobal Wayne spoke a revelation into my spirit a few years ago when I was watching TBN, and he said, through prayer we connect with God, and through fasting we connect, disconnect. We connect with God, and through fasting we disconnect from the world. Through prayer we connect with God, and through fasting we disconnect from the world. We need both to walk in righteousness that Jesus already provided us through his blood on Calvary. He went on to say, when you fast and pray, unbelief will be replaced with faith, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Fasting releases power over the flesh. What a wonderful thing. One definition of a spiritual fast, as as you continue to read on pages 30 and 31, is a continued substitution of food and or drink with increasing heartfelt, remorseful prayer in order to come to a spiritual place within oneself of humility, repentance, and sincerity of heart where one may hear from God. So you you come to a place, by decreasing your intake of food, your, your mind is not on your next meal. It's no longer distracted by your hunger. You can now go in humbly, in a state where you are drawn into a place of repentance, recognizing who you're in, in, in the presence of. And you become more sincere. And you come to a place where you're so humble when God begins to speak, you can now hear him. Passing is a sacrifice of preferably food, but sometimes of something of value to you, like TV time, socializing, shopping, uh, and replacing or substituting it with prayer and devotion, just like I said, uh, um, instead of thinking about breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're thinking about, okay, uh, from this time to this time I'm going to go into prayer or I'm going to read my devotion or I'm just going to read the Bible, you know, or I'm going to just lay quiet and hear from God. You're going to take that hour that you normally eat and you're going to give that time to your relationship with God. Uh, and now some people have health issues. Now, uh, like I said earlier, I gave you my testimony. I have a health issue right now, a temporary as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so I can't go completely without food anymore. Uh, so uh, if there are some like me that uh, uh, um, have problems right now that you're dealing with, I place a disclaimer in my book, and I'm going to place a disclaimer on this call because uh, I don't want you saying Apostle Ramona said I have to go without food in order to fast because I've already given you some options, you know, fast socializing, fast shopping, fast fast uh, TV, fast something uh, if you can't fast food. But the disclaimer is, and I'm going to say it a couple of times uh, during the, uh, over this month, Angel Heart Garrison Ministries, Angel Heart Garrison, Ramona Haswell shall not claim responsibilities for any adverse reactions experienced as a result of fasting within the guidelines that I've placed in my book or the guidelines that I'm speaking over this teleconference. All listeners of this teleconference and readers of my book, The Truth About Fasting and Prayer, 
are advised to first consult your physician prior to beginning any faster diet. Now that we've gotten some of the basic truths out of the way, I want to focus the word today on the length of fast so that those of you who are presently on a fast may continue in that fast with knowledge which will strengthen you in power as well. And those of you have not, that have not begun yet can determine what type of, what, what length of fast you can reasonably uh, join into at this time. So I want to share another truth from page 163 of my book. If you turn there, it says, according to Jewish tradition, because what I've done with this book is I've brought in a lot of uh, tradition out of um, the Old Testament to let you understand why you fast, how to fast, what to fast, all of that, so that you are on the right foundation. Sometimes we get so far off of something just because somebody changed the word or they changed a thought, and you get off on a tangent and don't know why, how you got all, all out there. It's like that woman that was cooking that, that, that ham or roast or whatever she was, and, and, and she was teaching her granddaughter or her daughter how to cook, and she cut off the end of the ham. And uh, she set it aside. I think she cooked the other end in another pot or whatever. Uh, she could, and so later on in life, uh, when this daughter grew up, she did the same thing. She cut off the end of the ham. And so her mother was there with her one day when she did it, and she asked her, why did you do that? And she said, you used to do it all the time. She said, I cut the ham off, that piece of the ham, because it wouldn't fit in the pot. So you got to know why you're doing what you're doing. Get a bigger pot, put the whole ham in it. But the point is, uh, have an understanding. The word of God said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. So uh, if you don't have the knowledge about something, then you can do things wrong with good intentions. You have the right intention to fast properly. But if you don't know what, when, how to fast, then you have no idea what you're doing. So according, this is another truth on page 163, according to Jewish tradition, all fasts except for Yom Kippur and Tisha B'Av, I may be saying for them pronouncing that wrong, but it's Tisha, T-I-S-H-A, B apostrophe A-V. Their, their, their fast lasts from dawn, first light to nightfall, full dark. You understand? First light to dark. So when the sun sets, at night, the fast is over. So you're permitted to eat breakfast if you rise up, if you get up early in the morning before the sun comes up. Comes up. So if you're on a three-day fast or a seven-day fast or something like that, you can eat if you want to. But I suggest that you don't. If you need to, if you like, feel like you're dying and you just have to have something to sustain you, get some soup. Because the longer your fast, the harder you are on your body when you are trying to go without food and then all of a sudden eating. So you cannot eat a hamburger. You cannot eat fried chicken. You cannot eat, you can't eat a, a meal at night and then get up and fast and you're damaging your body. So if you're fasting correctly, you know a truth, that fasts endure from dawn to dusk. This does not give you free reign to eat whatever you want to eat during the evening through the early morning. It just gives you a leeway if you just have to have something. So have some soup or some broth if you just have to have something. 
to keep you hanging on, especially if you're on a long fast, okay? So I address a list of fasts on pages 165 through 185 of my book, The Truth About Fasting and Prayer. And you can get that book at www.angel-heartcollectiveworks.webs.com and go to that web store and purchase that book there. Now, so we're going to talk about the length of fast. So you can you can go on a one, two, or three-day fast. So in respect of the new year, a great example of that would be that the Jewish New Year is uh, celebrated on the Jewish calendar, the Feast of Tabernacles with the blowing of the shofar, honoring Rosh, Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, and that's the Jewish New Year. The Feast of Trumpets, which is celebrated on Thursday and Friday, September 25th and 26th, we celebrated it last year, leading into Shabbat Shavuot on the 27th. Angel Heart Garrison Ministries entered a three-day corporate fast on September 25th, 26th, and 27th. Now, um, and we did that repenting and consecrating ourselves before the Father on those three days. A three, one to three-day fast is a period of separation from the world of commerce, from shopping, financial interaction, entertainment. It's not about taking a day off of work for recreation, but sometimes you can have so much going on in your life that when you look up, you see that you've loaded your mind up with things that aren't necessarily in God's will or in his plan for you. You can be struggling with so many things, so caught up in life, that sometimes you have to step back and put things back into perspective and allow God to refresh you, bring your life back into his order, get back into the plan of God. So according to Exodus thirty-one thirteen. Chapter 31, verse 13, is the period of time focused on the Lord. It's a time of fellowship with God. So it's a time you're just in tune with him, talking to him, you know, finding out, you know, how to get things back in order. You're getting realigned in a sense. So yeah, one of three-day fast gives you an opportunity to consecrate yourself before God. Get quiet before him and seek his face for instruction, direction, correction, and confirmation. Maybe you've gotten a little out of control. You started doing things that have thrown you all out of balance, causing you to veer off the spiritual routine that you had one time going so well. One thing after another, things started getting a little more complicated. More things got added to your to-do list. So so much going on in your little world, you can't see your way through it all. This is a time to turn your place down, fast and pray. And I give you a little tip in that section, too, about uh, a Shabbat. A Shabbat is, means stop. So yeah, that, that you Shabbat, this is when you say Shabbat. This is time to turn your plate down, fast, and pray. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, the Apostle Paul says, But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest by, that by any means when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. The only way that he could have done this would have been he had a, he had a disciplined uh, routine of fasting and prayer. He, he he was disciplined. Uh, a type of fast uh, in um, a one to three day fast could be a partial fast, uh, a non total fast. For you you you're fasting for a special petition. There's something going on in your life. Also, um, you you can um, just fast the meal of your choice, or you can fast the full day if you want. For uh, but that's a non total fast. That's a a type of fast, a type of partial fast. 
So uh, one type is for, for special conditions. You fast one meal of your choice or sacrifice something like sweets or something that requires a discipline. Or you just drink juices only. Uh, it may consist of eating a few meals uh, over that three-day period. Uh, substituting a meal with Bible reading for a few days or on a particular day, say uh, Wednesdays and Fridays. Angel R. Garrison Ministries fast and pray on Wednesday. Every Wednesday we fast and pray because it's the day we're praying. We, we start out the day on Wednesday morning praying for you, your petitions, as I said, uh, as I was speaking earlier against that Lean on Me uh, song by Bill Withers. Um, uh, I talk about we take this time to fast and pray on your behalf. So that's a, um, uh, what, what did I just call it, a partial fast. So we'll, we'll, we'll fast for one day for you. Substituting a meal with prayer time or devotion. Substituting a habit like drinking too much coffee or tea or soda. Uh, instead of doing that, uh, read your scriptures. Uh, this fast is done as a form of discipline. Your discipline, putting your body under suggestion like Paul, uh, allowing your body to acclimate to being led by the Spirit, not allowing strongholds to overtake you in any area, therefore bringing both your body and your soul into alignment through submission and subjection to the Holy Spirit. Uh, a three-day fast uh, is to purify your body and your soul for a fresh start. It's not a diet. And I, I'm, I'm going to repeat myself over and over again, and that's what repeat means, uh, <laughs> that a fast is not a diet. But we're going to talk about that at another time. Um, uh, you can do a three-day fast to receive a spiritual revelation, to, uh, to make something plain. You, don't, you no longer question it. You, you need an answer. You need to solve a problem. You fast for three days. I tell people that uh, you should have an answer on the first day. Uh, if you go into a fast correctly, you will receive an answer. The benefit of continuing through that third day is that you receive uh, uh, other blessings that are associated with that fast. You get other answers that you you weren't even expecting. He shows you something. He he tells you something. He reveals something uh, within those three days because you continue to pursue him. You continue. You, you like where you were and you want to be there a few more days. So even though you, you started out, it was supposed to be a three-day fast in the first place. But some people, once they get their answer, they're done. They think it's over. But it doesn't have to be over. You can get more than you went in for if you hang on in that three-day fast. Saul fasted. He's an example. Uh, 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 he was blind for the three days, remember? And so if you read Acts chapter 9 and uh, 8 through 9, 15 through 20, you'll see that uh, after he fasted, he regained his, his strength and his sight was restored by Ananias, through Ananias. Esther uh, did a fast for purification. Uh, in Esther chapter 4, 16, you can read about that, uh, chapter 4. Uh, she entered into a fast uh, for uh, personal reasons. She was purifying her body and soul. She was going in, and she didn't know if she was going to come out. Ezra went into a fast for direction uh, in Ezra chapter 8, through, uh, 21 through 23, but all of chapter 8. Uh, Saul, Paul had spiritual revelation in Acts chapter 9, 1 Corinthians 2, 7 through 16, Mark 1 and 3, where God comes in and he makes things plain. There's no more question. There's a seven-day fast, the total fast it's called, fasting food but drinking water. That's the total fast. And uh, 2 Samuel 
chapter 12, 15 through 18, we see that King David entered a seven-day fast. The total fast includes taking nothing by mouth, only water between sunrise and sunset. Thereafter, after sunset, after it gets dark, then you can drink broth or clear soup or tea for sustenance. But you want to continue where you are. You're kind of um, disciplining in your body. You're humbling yourself. You're uh, uh, because water is an important element. Uh, it it contains no calories or nutrition. It's okay to drink water. So you drink water, but you that's it. The total fast excludes the eating of food but includes the drinking of water. For those who enter the total fast, even for even the minimal of one to three days, such a fast must be broken slowly. Because you've gone completely without food, the first day or two, only diluted juices should be taken. Then add some light soup for a few days. And and because if you keep shocking your body, and I, and I gave you another truth in there about women and fasting and in that book, so I'm not going to tell you what it says. I want you to go and read it for yourself. There's a truth about women and fasting. We tend to gain weight. So I, I want you to go in and I want you to read about that for yourself. Going totally without food, you've seen people who get lost while hiking and are given water and soup or something liquid or even IV fluids before they're allowed to eat a hamburger or something on that line. You can't just eat heavy food after being without food for a few days because it invites serious medical trouble. So if at the end of your first day of a fast you feel innervating weakness or you you have a strong hu- uh, hunger, you just hungry. Your, your first day is the hardest day, your first day, because your mind sees everything, first of all. Your eyes and your mind are talking about everything you wish you had right now to eat. And so after a few days, though, your feeling of hunger goes away. You're not hungry anymore. And I'm telling you, a fast is a good way to, to um, kick off a new habit of eating. Once you come off a fast, sure, you can go back and eat hamburgers and fries and chocolate shake and apple pie. <laughs> but your body is so used to not having it, you almost have to force yourself to eat it. So why force yourself to go back into a bad habit? Use this as an opportunity for you to change your eating habits. Go back to drinking uh, uh, tea, black tea or ginger tea or 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 whatever, you know, and eating a salad. And and you'll feel blessed to be eating that salad because you've been without food for like three days. So let me say it again, my disclaimer. Angel Heart Garrison Ministries, Angel Heart Garrison, nor Ramona Haswell shall claim responsibility for any adverse reactions experienced as a result of fasting within these guidelines. All readers and others are advised, your listeners to this telecast are advised to first consult your physician prior to beginning any fast or diet. The 14-day fast. Um, One person in particular, Apostle Paul, uh, he and his group fasted for 14 days. Uh, Beginning on the 10th day of the 7th month, uh, it says, in Acts chapter 27. All 270 people, 76 people on board were saved. They were in a violent storm that destroyed their whole ship, but nobody was lost. They they continued to fast for a full 14 days 
for the manifestation of this cause. They fasted. And I tell you all the time, I would not get in the boat of Apostle Paul because he was destined for a shipwreck. So when they saw him coming, they shouldn't have even got on the ship in the first place. Oh, well, but I don't think they had any control. I think at that time he was, uh, I think at that time he was uh, uh, a prisoner. Anyway, uh, the 21-day fast. We learn in Daniel chapter 9 and chapter 10 that Daniel, in his quest for prophetic answers, entered into a 21-day fast. He said, I ate no pleasant food, no meat, no wine came into my mouth. He did not refrain from eating altogether, but he ate no pleasant food, the word of God said, during his 21-day fast. He continues in verse uh, 4 through 6 of chapter 10, confessing and repenting on behalf of the people before God. And you can read his prayer there. He said, so we see that your fast does not have to be limited to your own personal request. Uh, in his, he was fasting for the people. The 21-day fast, three full weeks, encompasses no pleasant food, no sweets, no meat, no wine, and no anointing oil. And you can read that in Daniel chapter 10, verses 2 through 3, 2 through 3 and 7 to 10. I've heard many variations on the 21-day Daniel fast. For example, no meat. Seafood is not considered meat, so people eat seafood. No blood, okay, okay. No blood in fish, so you can eat fish once again. Uh, fish has no blood. No fat, which includes fatty meat, uh, milk, butter, etc. on that line. No sweets. That means no sugar-coated cereals, no cake, no ice cream, no yogurts, no cookies. Do I have to continue? But... Some people don't realize you don't eat sweet fruit either. You don't eat oranges and grapes and strawberries in the summer, those kind of things that are available. You don't eat sweet. If it's sweet, you don't eat it. No wine, including marinades, which enhance the taste of meat and vegetables uh, and juices. And, of course, no sodas and, again, no sweet fruit. So there are a lot of things that you you can eat uh, uh no anointing oil, no meat, no wine. No desirable foods between sunrise and sunset. No potato chips and salt because those have oils. And no potato chips. You, you, you. And, and by doing this, look at all the things that you're eliminating from your diet now. And so after, and, and I'm not saying you're on a diet. What I'm saying is you're eliminating from your plate, okay? So now you have a plate of, of uh, grits, oatmeal, rice. Nuts, unseasoned green vegetables, a salad. The goal here is to eat humbling meals, no desirable foods. So you're eating humbling meals for sustainment rather than enjoyment. So, and I'm not saying that when you get off the fast, you shouldn't enjoy your food. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying since you're off fried chicken, since you're off uh, fries, since you're off um, salad with with all the all the other stuff in it that's not vegetables. Since you're off all that, no cheese. You're not on cheese. Then every once in a while you can have some cheese. Every once in a while you can have a fried piece of fried chicken. Every once in a while, but you've got you've acclimated to eating broiled fish, uh, and and that's the type of thing that I eat now. You may see me on on Facebook putting up all these recipes. But 
I cook it and send it somewhere else. I cook it, and my, my, it might be something that my husband really likes. And so I'll make sure he has that. But I don't necessarily eat everything that my husband eats. So uh, I may make him a cake, but I can't eat the cake. I can't eat like I used to eat, especially with the dealing with the heart issues that I'm dealing with now. So I have to uh, be careful and, and watch what I eat as well. But I, it's, it's not hard for me to do because I fast so often. I am a disciplined eater. I can do that. Now, I made some sugar cookies a couple of days ago, and I haven't had a couple of those sugar cookies because I had a desire for sugar cookies. I would say I made them like over the weekend. So I, I had a desire for I had a taste for it. So I had a couple of cookies. I'm done with the cookies. They're in a cookie, um, uh, cookie can for my husband because he is a he's a sweet fanatic. So he can eat cakes and cookies and and pies, but I can't eat like him. So what I'm saying is we have to be more disciplined, and 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 fasting helps us to discipline ourselves. Now the 40 day fast. That's a fast of consecration. Uh, the number 40 is significant of some of the most memorable events in biblical history. 40 years for the Israelites in the in the desert. Uh, 40 uh, days at, before the waters receded with Noah. Uh, there was always something going on. The, so the 40 is significant. It's also the, a significant number for mourning. Uh, 40 days. It was 40 days uh that had to do with the embalming of uh, someone that had passed away. Three score and ten. Um, hmm, I don't have my reference in front of me for that scripture, so I won't use it right now. Another time in this teleconference series in the book, I speak on fasting as a type of mourning. So there are so many truths that are in the in in this book that you it's so important that you get this book. And of course, we know there were a few who entered and accomplished the forty day fast, including Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. The 40-day fast is usually entered by those elevating into ministry. This is a time of consecration where one sacrifices and shuts themselves in, who go in one way and come out after 40 days transformed. Ha, wow, hallelujah. This fast is considered the consecrated fast because it's supernaturally purposed by divine direction. It's imperative that you know that God has called you into a 40-day fast. You don't just decide you're going to go into a 40-day fast. You could kill yourself. God, It has to be a God-called fast because entering in without spiritual direction and guidance can result in negative consequences because this is a fast where you ingest no food or water. No food or water. So, I would think this is the time at night that you you might get thirsty and you might drink some water uh, uh, during the dusk. Uh, entering in without spiritual direction and guidance can cause negative consequences. You're sustained by faith in God. You're, you're sustained by God. It's entered in into anticipation of a great corporal move of God. It's not for oh, Lord, tell me what to do tomorrow. That's not what a 40-day fast is about. 40-day fasts are about moves, changes, seasons, um, uh, elevation. 
Now, now, that's as far as we can go today on the subject of fasting and praying. But this should at least get you going in your decision of your length of fast. So join us next week, and we'll be looking at fast from a, fasting from another perspective. Praise God for this word on fasting and prayer today. I see we're way, way, way over time. We're way, way over time. I'm going to give you the words the Lord has given me for 2015, and then I'm going to close. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, because it's so important that we get this word, we hear from God, and uh, get some type of direction for the year. And so um, I've heard some people saying things are supposed saying some things, and we're, I'm kind of in that framework with what they're saying, but it's not so much. As I mentioned earlier, Angel Heart Garrison Ministries celebrated Rosh Hashanah, the New Year, with the Christian Jews on September 25th, 26th, and 27th last year. Because uh, we know the significance and the blessings manifested out of acknowledging the Lord's calendar. Yeah, here we are right now in man's calendar celebrating again the new year so that we may operate in this world accordingly. Remember, we are in this world, but we're not of this world, and therefore we need in this end time hour to begin to focus on the things that are important to God. In September, I made a prophetic statement on our ministry's Facebook page, and I'm going to have to take us off the speaker. on our ministry's Facebook page, and it said, I was speaking with someone earlier and sharing with her what I saw in the spirit on yesterday. She asked me if I could feel anything negative in the spirit realm in the past couple of days, and I said yes, and I saw the enemy rising up and said to myself, I've never seen him that big or that large before. He was so big he was bent over because his shed went beyond the ceiling. He was bent over. The word of the Lord said to me when I was seeing that the enemy is angry because the people of God are praying, and he's as a roaring lion, lion, but he's not a lion. Hallelujah, Lord God. He's not a lion. So he's a, he's a facade. He's, he's, he's a pretense. He's a, he's a liar and the father of lies. That's what he is. So he's as a lion, but he's not a lion. Therefore, we are to continue to pray and intercede on behalf of ourselves and our communities, our schools, children, the sick, the homeless, and we're to continue to intercede on behalf of Israel. God said more prayer, more power. He wins. And the enemy may look big, but his power would deflate as we continue to intercede. Hallelujah, Lord God. As I'm speaking to those in need of prayer, I'm seeing that word manifesting. For I'm witnessing that with only one powerful prayer and authority, the enemy is being defeated. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah. The word of God is saying in this 2015 new year, the word new. Not new houses, not new things, not new friends, but he's referring to releasing the old, and going into and receiving the new in 2015. He, the Father is saying to us in this 2015 that before we can enter into the fullness of his plan for us in this new year, we must first let go of the old. Don't bring old into the 2015. And again, it's not, it's not old things. 
It's not old people. As some are suggesting, they're talking about people. It's not people. He's referring to the matters of the heart, the harboring of old grudges and mindsets, and especially unforgiveness. Not necessarily from 2014, but from any year in the past. You could be 50 years old harboring something from 1960. The Father said that he is about to transition quickly in this new year. The Holy Spirit is about to move us into his plan so swiftly we won't have time to make suggestions, give our opinions on the matter, or thwart his plans. He's doing this. And you cannot go with him where he is about to take you with residue from any form of year. You've got to let it all go. Let go of the hate, the judgment, and unforgiveness. The word of the Lord is that what you don't let go of, you will see again and have to go around that mountain again. What you were almost about to get victory in, you'll have to go through again, simply because you wouldn't let go. He used the example of that rubber band that's attached to your past. The more years you keep stacking up and bringing that old hate with you, is about to snatch you back into the past where you will see and go through all of that again. And nobody wants to go through any of that again. According to his word, you can't come into his presence harboring unforgiveness anymore. He said, lay, lay down your gifts, go out, ask your brother for forgiveness. Hallelujah. Ask your brother for forgiveness. And come back to him where his plans have already begun operating on your behalf with great opportunities, overwhelming blessings, and elevations that you can't even see coming, you can't even imagine, are about to overtake you. Let go of 1962. Let go of 1975. Let go of 1981. Let go of issues that your mama did this and your uncle did this and your brother did this. Let it go. You can't bring it with you because it's holding you back. And when that rubber band snapped back, it's going to snap back so hard, it's going to pass, you're going to pass that issue before you get to it again. Hallelujah, Lord God. Let it go. And that is what the Lord is speaking this day. Let it go. That's the word for 2015. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord God. I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord God, I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. If you don't know Jesus, if you want an opportunity to get to know Jesus, first of all, you can call me, 619-752-7072. If you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is the opportunity that he's given to you right now. You're not part of tomorrow. You're sure the new year coming in, 2015, but you're not part of tomorrow. None of us are. So I just say to you right now, if you would like to receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, just repeat after me. And say, Father, forgive me, Lord God, for my sins, Lord God. Forgive me, Lord God, I repent of every sin, Lord God. I repent. I repent. I repent of every sin that I've committed, Lord God. So knowledge with knowledge that committed it and those that I didn't even know I committed, I ask you to forgive me, Lord God that I may have opportunity, Lord God, to see Jesus face to face, Lord God, and live with him in eternity. I thank you, Lord God, oh, Lord God, for the blood of Jesus, oh, that he died for me on the cross, hallelujah, Lord God. And he died, Lord God, when he came back, hallelujah. He resurrected, and he presented himself to you, Lord God, a living sacrifice, hallelujah, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, oh, Lord God, that he did it for me, just for me, Lord God. 
And I ask you, Lord God, to receive me as your son or your daughter right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Hallelujah, Lord God. Well, if you need praise for the month of January, as I'm acclimating myself back to our teleconference, I'm asking you to place your private prayer request on our email at lighthouseofprayer at yahoo.com. prophetic blessings over you and your household as you contemplate and fully digest the word that you receive today and that you reverence the voice of the Lord speaking his plan to you. I want to take this time to thank those who walked closely with us in 2014. Sister Rhonda Weeks, I wanted to give her a high five because she's been there with us throughout. My daughter, Evangelist-elect Kenya Milton, and my husband, Brother Dwight Haswell, they kept this, the three of them kept this ministry afloat while I was able to come to you on a regular basis and teach and preach as I've done over the years past. So we are carrying a heavy financial burden as we walk into the new year. I know that God will provide the need as you bless this, into this ministry. I thank Brother Dwight for stepping up and just keeping the needs of this ministry covered. I don't know if you're aware, even though it is posted on our website, that Brother Dwight and I founded this ministry together way back before it had a name. We began with Bible studies in our home and distributing food to the needy. Uh, we just uh, we were just ministering to the community, uh, and that was in the late 1990s. As the COO of this ministry, he's doing a great job carrying some of the physical burden, so I don't bear so much stress on myself as pastor. We're uh, so uh, I just want to thank all of them, and I want to thank you for coming back with us. I want to thank all those that came on the line, even though we had technical difficulties. I hope this word is audible and that you'll be able to hear it. If it is not, then I'm going to go back and I'll retape it tomorrow. God bless you. But in the meantime, I will work out all the the problems today, this evening. I'm Apostle Ramona Haswell on behalf of myself and my husband and my family, uh, on behalf of the board of the Angel Heart Garrison Ministries. I'm, I, I thank God that I'm coming back to you in this new year and to just say Happy New Year from all of us. We thank you for joining us today. Uh, may the Lord grace you with his presence in your homes and send his angels to protect the seed of the word planted in you today and to minister further to you after this call. May he bless you and keep you while we're absent, one from another. This I ask in Jesus' name. As we close out today, we're going to close out with Big from the Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship International.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.